Listener Production. Coming up on today's edition of Footy Talk, it is the last Saturday of the home and away season. We go through all of the results so far, including one win that perhaps a certain fan group didn't want to actually have happen. The Bulldogs had to win on Saturday night at GMHBA. We work our way through that and everything else on Footy Talk. Uh, nice to be with you on Footy Talk. It is, of course, your daily dose of the latest news, footy and analysis and everything in between. I'm Jack Heaven alongside Joey Montagna. We're at GMHBA Stadium where we saw the Bulldogs, Joey, pull one out of the fire in the last quarter, six, kick six goals to one and put themselves inside the top eight. Yeah, they have. They've done what they needed to do, Jack. They've broken a 20-year hoodoo down here at GMHBA to get the win. They sit inside the top eight as we speak and are going to wait for the Western... Uh, sorry, wait for the GWS Giants game v the Blues. And if the Giants don't manage to win, they'll be playing finals again. But they did it the hard way. It was a really shaky start in the first quarter, for even the first half, to be fair, for the Western Bulldogs. For me, they just looked a bit... They looked uptight. They looked anxious. They were making some really bad unforced errors in their defensive half. Their, their pressure was off, and they were all at sea. And Geelong came to play with a, a young side. Their pressure was excellent. But as the game wore on, they came out after halftime, kicked three quick goals to start the third term. And from there, I think they settled, they relaxed, and they were never headed and played better footy in their last quarter. was their best. So they deserved the win. Again, it was led by their two stars, Liberatore and Bontempalli were enormous. Marcus Bontempalli again will poll Brownlow votes. Be fascinating to see Brownlow night whether he gets the two or the three votes and it's enough to pit potentially Nick Dacos in the final round. But I thought Adam Trelaw was very good. And the move that I thought was a difference for Luke Beveridge that worked after half time is he threw Rory Lobb in the ruck as basically the number one ruckman, played Tim English out of the goal square, and it paid dividends. Lobb had a huge influence in the centre bounce, was able to hit the scoreboard, and Tim English was also able to kick goals. So that was a big win for Luke Beveridge's men. But Geelong put up a good fight. They had a crack. Uh, the highlight was Isaac Smith in yeah. his final game, getting an, an equal career PB, 36 disposals. He ran from start to finish. He ran his heart out. Sam Menegola also had plenty of football, but Geelong just weren't able to do it enough. They weren't able to stop the Western Bulldogs when it mattered, and their season has come to an end. They had a lot of players out, uh, and headlined by Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron. They sort of went in without a forward line tonight. O- Ollie Henry certainly tried his best. What about the Cats heading into next year, Joey? What where have you got them at this point in time? Well, it's going to depend on how much they do in the off-season. What does it look like for them at the trade table and, and free agency and the draft? I think there's no doubt now they've come back to the pack. I think this year we saw that as their best players are getting a bit older and they've got their premiership, it's going to be hard for them to continue to be a top-four team. So I don't think at this early stage they would be a top-four contender, but you've still got to have them somewhere around that 5-10 to 10 mark. They're, they're going to be thereabouts. Enough games at home. Still a very strong club. Mm. Um, and depending on what they can do with their midfield in particular, whether they can attract a big gun, whether it's Darcy Parrish or someone else, they're still going to have Hawkins and Cameron and a pretty talented forward line. So maybe I am giving them not enough credit. They might still be around the mark, but it's, it's hard to continue to be at the top. So the Western Bulldogs, in the last couple of weeks heading into this game, had lost to 16th and 18th. It's... Is it fair to say that they're not exactly carrying a heap of momentum into September if they get there? Yeah, I don't think so. From what we saw tonight, there wasn't enough in me to think that I'd be worried of them You know, going too deep. They might be able to pluck a final, but even if they played Carlton, you would think with the form those two sides have been over the last six to eight weeks that Carlton should win if they play to, to their potential. So hard to see the Western Bulldogs doing much damage, which... 
Again, the problem is now making the eight and, and where they are. It still leaves as many questions as mm. answers. Well, where are they? What does it mean? Uh, and that's probably part of the frustration is they're, they're good. They're just not great, but they're not bad enough to do anything about it. So it leaves them in a, in a bit of a strange position. On the other side of this, we'll catch you up with everything else that's happened across the round, including the West Coast Eagles. For one last time, farewelling Luke Shuey, Nick Natnui there tonight as well, and Shannon Hearn as they take on the Crows. This is Footy Talk. More to come shortly. You're back with the footy talk around the grounds. Uh, Tommy Atkinson, Andrew Embley with me here at Optus Stadium. Uh, if you have a question for us, get us on Instagram at footy talk pod, TikTok at footy talk pod. Uh, Embers, West Coast Eagles, they started okay, but they were just overran by Adelaide, who dominated, especially in that third quarter. They sure did, uh, the big Texan. So he's finished with nine today. So that's 19 goals against West Coast this year. Could have now 14 or 15. Leads the Coleman by one. Is that correct? He does. Yeah, so... Uh, well, good on him. He's uh, in a fantastic game. Oh, West Coast... Listen, as you said, they, they had a little bit of a crack, obviously. Some retiring champions finishing up today and Hearn and also Shuey Nicknat didn't play. And second quarter they were they were very good West Coast. I think they um kicked five goals to one in that second quarter, but after that, uh, the halftime, it was just um, all Adelaide. Uh, they were just so dominant through the midfield in particular. Laird was outstanding. Crouch, um, Saligo, I thought, had a, a really good game. Dawson, we know, uses the footy so well. And when they run, they carry. They just had so many options inside forward 50. And, yeah, the big Texans just outstanding with his nine goals. I couldn't believe when I heard that he's never been All-Australian. Never. Never. Tex Walker. He'll make it this year. 100%. So it'll be Charlie Kernow, Tex Walker. They'll put one at Tex at full forward, Charlie yeah. at centre half forward. And Lark- I reckon Nick Lark- Lark- has Larky to make makes it. One hundred percent, Larky makes it, and yeah. so he should. Uh, to kick um, seventy goals yeah. in a side that's you know pretty much been We've fighting for the wooden seen for West Coast. The return of some more key forwards. So Oscar's kicked what fifty for West Coast. He had a very good I year. Oscar saw the other day. Kyle Langford he had a really good year. Fifty for S. Yeah, no, he was super. Joy so, Amos, 40-odd for um, for Freo. Some of the teams down the bottom as well. But yep. did you play against Tex? You would have been around for sure. Yes, mate. Well, you are pretty old. <laughs> mate, Tex, uh, Tex made his debut like in 2003 or four, didn't he? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. I don't you're know, the, mate. No, mate, he might have been around five or six. But, you know, I, I would have played eight, nine years against him. I just find it remarkable that he's at his age, mm. as good as he's playing. They could have kicked it anywhere near him tonight. And he just just better than McGovern, who's a, was an awesome defender, but <laughs> De- like he debuted 09, so not not that close. But uh, <laughs> there was a couple of times in the final term, they just kicked it anywhere yeah. near him, and he just marked it. And he wasn't it was, on the slouch either; he was on McGovern, McGovern. most of the night. Yeah, McGovern's so, got two years left. Tower tow McGovern up, towed him up. Now the yeah. ball came in really easy tonight. Yep. I get that, but a few one-on-one things just pushed off, shoved him out of the way, and. In the first half, he missed a couple of goals from 50 on the left. Yep. Um, Sky one in the pocket as well. A couple no, he, out of bounds in the full. He right. could have had 14 or 15. One of the most dominant games. And we've seen some dominant forward efforts here this yep. year. 
He was just outstanding. And uh, was lining up in the last quarter for number 10, 35 out, almost directly in front and pushed it. Yeah. So he uh, he was, um, yeah, very, very good play. He's had a super year. Tex Walker, and, and good on him too. He would have started this year thinking that this year could possibly be his last. So Adelaide had no uh, Duday and no Butts, a couple of their key defenders. Yep. I like their defence. I think they've got guys, great size. So yep. They had um, uh, Michael Lanny, who was really yep. good tonight. They've got Worrell down there and Hinge as well. They all seem to be a pretty similar player, that kind of 6'4", six, 6'6", six, six kind of um, height. They good move well. There, yeah. they, cook, they kick the ball well. Um, and if you looked at the list today, yeah, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure Adelaide had four players 28 and over. Yep. And West Coast had eight. Yeah. So one team's supposed to be going through a rebuild and the other team is supposed to be two or three years into it. So um, they're a super young and exciting team, Adelaide. They just have to find another key forward because Fogarty is good. Yeah. And they've got Rochelle and they've well, Phil got Thorpe's the one Rankin. who just hasn't taken that next step just yet. So yeah. he's uh he's I think he's gonna be a good player, Phil Thorpe. And he's had games in the last few years where he's you know, kicked um, you know, four or five. So he's actually he's got the ability, but he just hasn't been able to be consistent. Um started as, as the sub tonight. I'll get yeah. let you look up how old he is, Phil Thorpe. Um for West Coast point of view, though, yep. they started strong, but it's all about the retirees. So Shannon Hearn um, uh, had a lot of the footy. Most of them came from kickouts, though, because yep. uh, Adelaide was super inaccurate. And Luke Shuey tried hard, but he was pretty cooked out there. Kicked most yeah. things with his left foot, but tried really hard in his last game. And um, just two champions of the football yeah. club. It's very rare that those two or well, three champions go out on the one night. I thought the club did it well, the way they celebrated them all week. Yeah, listen, uh, all of those players, as you mentioned, um, absolutely champions of the football club. It's a big week. Uh, it's an emotional week. There's a lot of um, you know, fanfare. You're doing a lot of media. You know, Luke Shuey came to a function for us uh, at Triple M during the week at the Crown you know, on a Wednesday night, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, till sort of 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Funny. I was talking to him and asked him how he's found it all. And he mm. said the last few weeks he's been having a couple of wines and stuff. Yeah. And he put a uh, photo up on socials of all his like, gut and how it's already trying to get a bit kind of fat. <laughs> so he's already into that kind of yeah, post Well, if he needs any tips, come speak to Embers. I've got a, a few for him. But... Listen, he was very good. Um, what did he have? 25, a goal. 25, kid a goal. Wonderful goal on the left. Uh, 10 contested. So Yeah, last, he just gave absolutely everything. So he was uh, very good tonight. Hearns, um, you know, very good, obviously. Nick Nat, uh, unfortunate the way that he's ended. But we're talking about three absolute greats. And, and that's the thing about the West Coast Eagles Football Club. Yeah, they're going through a tough time at the moment. But, geez, they've been able to produce some incredible players, both on and off the field. And yeah. they'll leave an incredible legacy as well for this next generation to... Uh, to follow. So some big decisions coming for the West Coast Eagles. Um, Adam Simpson, we expect it has to be in the next couple of days what his future is. Uh, he was out there today. Um, from what I hear, he was pretty flat during the week. He didn't do a couple of normal media things that he does, um, which is probably as expected. I'm not sure if he knows what his future is, but the record, I think it's five wins from the last two and a half seasons. Um, the fans tonight made it known, Yep, the ones that were here, that they want Simo to stay. Yeah, I think they felt for Simo. He's um, obviously dealt with a lot this year. Yeah, but I think that's what comes when you're the head coach for yep. footy club has been going so badly. And I don't think he can hold him entirely responsible for 
their injuries and their recruiting and their list management yeah, strategies. Yeah, there's been some list management issues, I think, over the last sort of four or five years that have put them in this situation. They've got an aging list, there's no doubt about that. And if West Coast are to rebuild and move forward as a, you know, a player that loves the club, you know, I think everything's on the table for West Coast. The, the number one draft pick is on the table, whether they take Harley Reid now or they don't. That's they from, need to look at it. It's remarkable they got that pick. Yeah, in the end. Yeah. But, you know, two weeks ago, you know, who would have thought that West Coast would beat Western Bulldogs? Nobody. No one. Yeah. Who would have thought that North Melbourne would, you know, have an incredible game of football today? Nobody. And good, and good on North for playing yeah. the way that they did. And... But you know, there's you know, there's talk about Elliot Yo, for example, and, and whether you know West Coast saying no, he's untouchable. But the reality is, I think besides Oscar Allen, I think every everyone else yeah, is, is just you know, let's just look at it. So just besides look at it. Oscar and the kids that you've already got, yep, all the rest tradable. I think so too. I think you need to take everything you can because if they go around with a lot of those players. Like they've already signed Cripps and McGovern. Another given, two years, you know, yep. Two years. Um, they've got guys like Rotham who's still under contract. So it's the easy picking guys will go. Mm-hmm. So uh, West and Winder and you know guys that played in the twos like True yep. and Greg Clark, they're going to go anyway. You sure. They need to make some tough calls, open up some more spots on their list, go and get a few more draft picks and try yep. and get a Noah Long who they took with the last pick yeah. in the draft. Like yep. have four or five swings with the back end of the draft and just see who knows who you might get. And you see so many guys, especially a club like Fremantle that have Brennan Cox and Luke Ryan and Lockie Schultz and Sam Swakowski mm. who are all late picks. In my opinion, you might as well have 10 swings yep. to try and get one. You're going to be crap next year anyway, and then build from there. So Yeah, um, interesting to see what they do. Yeah, they've got some big decisions to make. Uh, lots of footy news over here in the West in the next couple of days. But well done, though, to Luke Shuey. He carries himself so well. We saw him out there with his kids, of course. We know his wife, Danny, really well here at Triple M. And well done to Shannon Hearn and to Nick Natanui. But it was all about the Texan today. He leads the Coleman medal as of tonight, uh, and hopefully... We can get some ding-dong battles in that final game today. Carlton taking on the Greater West and Sydney. Once again, if you have a question for us, uh, you can hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod. TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, Daisy Thomas, Kate McCarthy, and fancy this. Old money bags, Ryan Daniels. Ryan Daniels picked up another gig. After his 40th tonight, he won't sleep. Tell you what, we're going to find out whether he's getting paid for that because you and I aren't getting paid for this one. I was about to say, the first two uh, absolute uh, guns, Ryan Superstars. Make it a three. Daisy I'm Kate sure about that. and Ryan bringing up the rear on, <laughs> the rear on deck. Uh, there'll be some big news coming out tomorrow as well. So, Rhino, of course, will be all over that to unpack the weekend action. Listener.